Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, August 8th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is the best dentist in the world. Make an appointment to go see him. 317-849-2933. I know what I'm talking about. I've been a patient is for 27 years. I've never gone to another dentist as long as uh, I've been going to Dr. Mike O'Neill. The Colts, they played night 7 o'clock on Fox 59. Also, 1070 The Fan and 97 one Hank FM. A lot of matchups tonight. Not Colts against the Bills, but Colts against Colts. And I don't care about the Colts and the Bills. I don't care who wins this game. If you bet this game, you're a nimrod. You're an idiot. You're a boob. All right. The Colts, they're favored by two and a half. I hate road favorites in the first preseason week. I would bet on the Buffalo Bills, but I'm not going to bet on this game because betting preseason football is for degenerates. Uh, The matchups that I'm talking about are in position groups for the Indianapolis Colts. The wide receivers, that's a crowded room. It's not going to be so crowded in a month. Month from today, they start the regular season, okay? And Deion Cain and Reese Fountain, I don't believe that both these guys are going to be on the roster. One of these guys is either going to get cut or assigned to the practice squad. And I think if one goes to the practice squad, he's likely to be lost, to another team because you can sign guys off anybody's practice squad. Reese Fountain has been really good in practice this week. Deion Kane has shown himself throughout workouts during the preseason. I think games like tonight are going to be really important for these two guys as they try to build a resume that would compel Chris Ballard and Frank Reich to decide to keep one or the other. Bobby Okariki and Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker, the incumbent starting middle linebacker, he did a good job last year, but Bobby Okariki has looked really good in workouts. He is fast, he hits hard, he's good in coverage. He might be the breakout guy among that linebacker core this year, similar to what Darius Leonard was last year. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-pro guy. All right, but he could wind up being the starter at some point this season. Anthony Walker is absolutely playing for his job. Mo Ali Cox and Hale Hentges. All right, Hale Hentges is a kid out of Alabama. He's a blocking tight end. 
All right, he caught four balls last year as a senior for the Crimson Tide. I don't think that Henches is going to take Ali Cox's roster spot, but I think he, he will be a practice squad guy. It's just going to be interesting to see these two guys match up because Ali Cox, those uh, giant hands that he has, they haven't been too effective so far in the preseason. He's got to catch balls, and he's got to do it during live action, and that comes tonight. EJ Speed, outside linebacker, okay? He's not going to take away Darius Leonard's job, but he is fast, and he's a football player. He hits guys hard. He's exactly the kind of guy that Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator, wants as a linebacker for this team. Zaire Franklin, Matt Adams, Sky Moore, Ben Batigo, who's not going to play tonight because of his hamstring. But those other three guys, they're all vying for one of the outside linebacker spots out of uh, opposite Darius Leonard. EJ Speed could wind up being that guy. He's going to bear watching tonight number 45. Chad Kelly and Philip Walker. One of those guys is going to be the third quarterback. The other is going to be unemployed. Chad Kelly has looked good. He's got good arm talent. Philip Walker, he's got better feet. Who will the Colts keep? Chad Kelly looks more like an NFL quarterback. Philip Walker gets more things done with his feet He's that kind of quarterback. We'll see who they keep. But a lot is going to be determined by games like tonight in the preseason. How about Rocky Seen and Quincy Wilson battling for that third quarterback spot? That's going to be fascinating. Both have played really well so far in workouts. Rocky Seen, a playmaker, a quarterback, I'm telling you. It is not a done deal. I don't think that Pierre Desir and Kenny Moore II are going to be the starting quarterbacks Maybe maybe game one, but how about game uh, 16? How about in week 17? Who's going to be the starter? A lot's going to be determined by injury, but I think if Rocky Seen gets a shot to start, whether it's because of in- injury or whatever, I think he's going to hold on to that job. Quincy Wilson, by the way, this is his third season with the Indianapolis Colts, but Wilson is actually months younger than Rocky Seen despite the fact that Yassine is a rookie and Wilson, like I said, is a third-year guy. How about Kari Willis and Matthias Farley at the safety position, one of the backup safety spots? Kari Willis, the Colts are very high on him. Matthias Farley, we know what he can do. He's a known quantity. Can Kari Willis make Matthias Farley irrelevant enough that the Colts feel comfortable cutting him? We'll find out. Jordan Wilkins and Jonathan Williams. How many, how many running backs do you think the Indianapolis Colts are going to keep. I can't believe they're going to keep more than three. Maybe you can find a home on the practice squad for one of these guys, but Jordan Wilkins, Jonathan Williams, those guys will get reps tonight, I would imagine. I haven't seen a lot of Jordan Wilkins, I got to tell you the truth, but I think he's going to get some run tonight also. And then, of course, you've got Deontay Foreman, who may get a couple of carries in the right situation, according to Frank Reich later in the game tonight. It's going to be interesting tonight. I'm looking forward to hearing what Rick Venturi has to say about the performance of these teams on Fox 59. Also, Matt Taylor is the play-by-play voice of the Colts on 1070 The Fan and, uh, and Hank FM, just absolutely stellar. Cubs tonight against the Reds. You got Wood going up against Cole Hamels. The Cubs, I think they got to make hay in a series like this against the Cincinnati Reds. It's a four-game series. We'll see what the Cubs are going to be able to do against the Reds on this 10-game road trip. 
They got to win six, right? They got to get hot on the road at some point or they got trouble. And they're playing against, in seven of the games on this 10-game road trip, they're playing against the two worst teams in their own division. Late in the season, they got a bunch of games against the Brewers and against the Cardinals. Now it's time to go bulk up some wins on the teams that you ought to beat in the National League Central. The Northern Trust Open underway in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, Dustin Johnson shot at first round 63. He's eight under par. Uh, Troy Merrick leads at nine under par after carding a 62. There are a lot of golfers still out on the course. We'll see if those scores hold up. Tiger Woods, a four over par 75 today as his swing just looks really, really slow. He doesn't look like Tiger Woods. He is not exploding through the golf ball at all, and he's having trouble finding his swing. And, and we'll see. You know what I would have done, honest to God? I would have said adios. After you win the Masters, I'm done. I'm not going to walk into that, that twilight of my career where I'm one of those guys that people just kind of gawk at and say, oh, you remember when he was good? I, I don't want to be that guy. And Tiger Woods going out on top, wearing the green jacket as he strides off the 18th green at Augusta, I think would have been a nice bon voyage to one of the greatest golfers ever to play. For my money, the second greatest. I'll never believe that anybody's better than Jack Nicklaus. One of the things that's interesting, and then we're going to talk about media because Pat McAfee is going to host a national radio show, and locally it's going to be on CBS Sports 1430, and it's going to be interesting, I think, to see what he does and how he does it. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I want to talk about something that came up prior to this tournament, and that's slow play. Rory McIlroy... Tiger Woods, other guys complaining about uh, Brooks Kepka complaining about slow play. And here's the thing that I hate about slow play is that slow play can be generated by one guy, right? It, it, it's like being on the highway and somebody in the left-hand lane is going 55 right next to somebody else going 55 in the right-hand lane, and all of a sudden you got traffic backed up for miles because a couple of idiots want to go 55 miles an hour. If you've got golf, and this goes for you know a foursome out at Old Oakland or Crooked Stick or you know Bear Slide or any of the places around here, Purgatory, if you've got a foursome who's really slow, And they're lining up every putt, and they don't know when it's their turn to hit. And they're talking, and they're drinking, and they're talking some more. And they're slow. It's going to stack things up on the course back to forever. At a place like Crooked Stick, I'll tell you what, they deal with this kind of thing with consequences. You don't play slow, or the ranger is going to be right up your ass. I wish more public courses had that kind of attitude towards slow play. But let's get on to the PGA, because let's face it, that's what we do. We mimic what we see on TV. I've seen it a million times. You go to a pro-am, and the amateurs, they're ready to play quick, and, and they're, they're moving along, and then they see what the pro does, and they start to mimic the pro. And if the pro has 25 waggles, they develop 25 waggles. If the pro you know, takes his glove off and puts his glove on, and he takes it off, and he puts it in his pocket with the fingers out, that's what they do. We mimic what we see on TV. So these guys who are playing slowly, they have got to get going in the PGA Tour. They've got consequences for this kind of thing where they warn a guy. And then the next time they're slow, they're supposed to be docked a stroke. No, that's not happening. There is no consequence. There are consistent warnings, but nobody ever takes a stroke for a guy playing too slow. 
What I would like to see happen on the PGA Tour, you know what? You play slow. The guys behind, they got license to hit into your ass. That is the kind of consequence that would draw attention and cause a change in behavior. In order for behavior to change, the consequence has got to be meaningful. And having these guys bombard you with balls on the green as you line up a putt for 12 minutes, that would be the kind of disincentive that I believe that these guys would pay attention to, and all of a sudden you would see a correction in the behavior. Maybe that's a little bit strong. You know, one time I was playing in the state uh, golf championship, high school state golf championship at Old Oakland, right up here on the northeast side of Indianapolis or in Lawrence, and uh, Jim Gallagher Jr., was in the group ahead of me. He was playing for Marion, and I was about 240 out. And this is when, you know, you were playing with uh, different equipment. I had wooden woods, actually. So I, I try to hit a three wood, a cut three wood, into the green and try to get on the green in two. But I don't think I can get there. I think I'm going to roll it up just short. And I striped it, man. I hit it right on the screws, literally on the screws. There were screws in the golf club back then and uh, rolled it right between Jim Gallagher Jr.'s legs. And he gave me a look and I was like, screw you. What what do I care? I know who Jim Gallagher Jr. was. I know that he did really well. And I know that he was a good golfer. I had no idea he was going to wind up being a terrific professional player. So anyway, that's my story about hitting into people, but I didn't do it on purpose. So forgive me, Jim Gallagher Jr. All these years later, forgive me. Let's talk about media for a minute and Pat McAfee, his radio show. Pat McAfee, on September 9th, is going to start uh, hosting a, a radio show from 10 in the morning until noon. It's going to air locally on CBS Sports 1430 WXNT, where I used to have a show. I had a show there for five years. I'm really happy for the people there that they're going to have a show that they can kind of hang their hat on and generate some local buzz around. I think it's terrific. Good for them. Uh, I And, uh, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. I've always said that about radio. We don't demean our medium. And so if you're a 1070 The Fan, you think you start talking sideways about Pat McAfee, that's a mistake. If you're at WNDE, same thing. If you're at CBS Sports 1430, same thing. Rising tide lifts all boats. Let's lift radio up. It's one of the MS-11 uh, commandments. Anyway, what Pat McAfee's going to have to do, because this is hard, we don't talk about this a lot. We do internally. Like, if I'm talking to a guy who hosts a show in town, sometimes we'll commiserate about how difficult it is, day after day, for uh, however many segments you've got. you got to be ready, man. You know, it, it seems easy, for those on the outside, and, and let's face it, it's not digging a ditch, and it's not laying bricks, it's nothing like that, it's not difficult, you don't build muscles, big muscles being a talk radio host, but over the course of a show, and then shows, and weeks of shows, and months of shows, and years of shows, it becomes this Sisyphus thing where you're pushing a rock up the hill every day and at the end of the day that rock man it falls all the way back and the next day you gotta push it all the way up that mountain again and 12 times during a three-hour show the producer's gonna point at you tell you that you're up and you gotta start talking and not only do you have to make sense you've got to make sense and have it be entertaining and have it be informational and have it be unique at the same time and it's got to be extemporaneous all right imagine giving 12 12 minute speeches a day 
And granted, you got some phone calls going on, you got some guests, you've got some uh, gimmicky type things, and and that helps kind of, you know, it mitigates the the twelve segments being quite as difficult, but it's still really hard, and and the relentlessness of those shows is hard. Doing one, Kevin Lee told me this a long time ago. Doing one show, that's not hard. Doing a show every day and having every segment be good, that's very difficult. And that's what Pat McAfee is going to have to concentrate on because you are defined by your worst segment. If you have, and he being on for two hours, he's going to have eight segments a day. All it takes is one bad segment, and all the people listening to him are going to opt out. They're going to hit buttons. They're going to call for another station, and he's going to be off their dial. And so you you can't do that. You have to go eight for eight every single day. You have to bring your performance level up eight times out of eight Every single day, you've got to be absolutely authentic. You cannot pretend to be somebody else. I don't think that's going to be a problem with Pat. But authenticity builds trust. Trust and repeated behaviors build that trust. And that trust is key in radio because radio is a one-on-one. It's a one-on-one relationship between the talent and the listener. All right? It's not one host talking to 10,000 people. It's one host talking to one person 10,000 times. The difference is not in how the show is performed. It's in understanding how the show is consumed. And Pat's got to understand how the show is consumed. He's going to surround himself with guys, but he's got to understand that it's his name on the show, and he needs to be the guy on that show because that's what people are going to listen for. He needs to understand that he's got a great boss. Bruce Gilbert is really, really smart. One of the best sports talk programmers in the history of the medium, in the history of the format, and listening to Bruce is going to get Pat over a lot of the rough spots. Don't, <clears throat> I know that Pat tends to be cynical about authority figures. You know what? Not with Bruce, because Bruce knows his stuff. He's fantastic, and I think that it's really, really fortunate that Pat is going to have Bruce Gilbert as a boss. Pat is going to have to show up every day and bring focus to every segment, and he's going to have to listen to his boss, and he's going to have to be patient, because these things take two years to build. You talk to anybody who's done a radio show, Mike Greenberg, Mike Golick, Dan Dockich, anybody who's, who's either hosted a show or managed a show. I've hosted a show, I've managed shows, I've managed radio stations, and I'm telling you, it takes two years. It always takes two years. And it takes patience to be able to see the lift in ratings, the lift in revenue, and the, the kind of congealance is that a word it it takes a while a while to see how the performance of the show kind of congeals all right and it, it turns it goes from day after day of performance into day after day of performing the show that you are meant to perform and pat's going to have to figure that out and that's going to be a big challenge that patience is is really a difficult part of this equation and we'll see if he has it pat hadn't been a real patient guy but what pat the advantage that pat has over a lot of other people who do this is that he was an absolute elite level 
punter, kicker, uh, holder for Adam Finitary, and he learned through the course of his time with the Indianapolis Colts how to be a professional. He's got that, that tool in his toolbox, and he's going to have to use it. Because this isn't just fun time. It's not, hey, flip open the mic and it's party time. That's not what radio is. When people do that, it's unsustainable. You have got to put together a show. It's got to be well produced. It's got to be well prepared. And then if after you prepare it well, you go off book and you say, out of hell with that. We found this and we're going to ride it for a while. That's absolutely appropriate. But you have got to, you, you've got to prepare because that preparation lifts the floor, all right? It provides you a net under the tightrope. The organic magic, that lifts the ceiling. The preparation, it lifts the floor. It lifts that netting and provides that netting so you don't crash and burn because there is nothing, nothing worse than being unprepared, and just staring at the microphone and not making any noises as a producer points at you. That doesn't work. That's terrible. I don't believe that's going to be a problem for Pat McAfee. But what he's got to do is embrace the preparation and then be willing to throw the preparation the hell out the window when he figures something else out that is going to be more compelling and more fun for listeners. You've got to be authentic. You've got to be relevant. You've got to be fun. And you've got to be innovative. And, and if Pat can check all those boxes, he's going to be a huge success because he's smart, he's funny, he has that ADD thing where he gets bored before we do. He's got a chance to be real good at this, but um, you know what? There's a lot to it. There's a lot more to it than sitting in a chair and telling stories. That isn't a show. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live at 8.15. It'll be on Periscope Live. It's a show so nice that we perform it twice. Tomorrow afternoon, sports nothing but sports. All of this brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry and the great Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. He's been my dentist for 27 years. Call him. Make an appointment. 317-849-2933. Talk to you tomorrow morning.